3: Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, Key
4: is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Season your. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Here midweek, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The lie
3: of racial politics. The lie of racial politics is our general manager. That's not a person. No, it's a theme, a theme general manager, a cerebral general manager. Referring, of course, to the LA City Council, where their brave and sincere representation of people of color or whatever. It's just been exposed for what it is. Just grabbing power. And instead of uh, being, uh, you know, if somebody opposes you saying you're wrong, it's a bad policy, you get to say you're a racist. It's a tool. That's all it is. So how y'all doing, huh? What's going on
4: in your life? How about those gas prices? How about those hamburger prices? Geez, we had hamburgers last night? I couldn't believe how much a package of hamburger was. Hamburger! (laughs) Hamburger's always been cheap. My whole life, even when I was poor, hamburger was cheap. It
3: was so cheap when I was a kid, it needed a helper at dinner. <laughs> a hamburger helper, if you will.
4: God, I was shocked at what a hamburger cost. Yeah. yeah, uh, it's,
3: it's crazy. Craziness.
4: Good news. The Russians have conducted an investigation, figured out who was behind bombing their bridge, and arrested them.
3: Did you see That's that? That's funny. Yeah, I did. Wow. Terrorists. Why did they go through this? Everything is a charade for the Russians. Everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Dostoevsky would tell you the same thing. Who's it for? For their own Dome- people? Domestic consumption, I guess. I don't know.
4: Anyway, yeah. So they arrested a uh, couple of Ukrainians and a, a like five Russians that they said were were in on it. These poor people. Who knows if they
3: haven't done anything? But the stray Moldovan or something like that. I yeah, don't. Know. Anyway. You know, if it was a truck bomb, it's entirely possible that you know there were Russian dissidents involved and and such, but the idea that we have uh, made arrests, we've gotten to the bottom of the plot, like two days later, that's that's good detective work, I give you credit. Right. So we got more on that story.
4: Here's something I just learned today, I didn't know, did you know this? So the Harvey Weinstein trial is getting going again in Los Angeles. This mm-hmm. is the West Coast version of the Harvey Weinstein trial, the East Coast version. He was convicted and sentenced to 20 some years, and he's a man in his 70s, so that pretty much does him in, but, uh, He gets convicted in uh, L.A. with more, and then he'll definitely be in the rest of his life, right?
3: Um, Yeah, the only thing I would add is that he has an appeal going in New York, and it's thought by some legal experts to have a decent chance of being successful. So the L.A. trial looms big uh, in that if they don't get him in L.A., he might just be back on the streets.
4: I didn't know Gavin Newsom's wife was involved. How did I miss that story? So she's testifying today, telling a story that she has not told. Out loud. What the
3: hell is going on?
4: She was an aspiring young actress in uh, late 2000, like 2008, 2009, sometime in that area, and uh, doing the thing that actresses do, and Harvey Weinstein did, and he raped her. Wow. Had a meeting with her and a bunch of people, and everybody left. All of a sudden, she's alone with him, and he raped her. And she's never told that story, and she's, Gavin Newsom's wife's going to tell that, I think, today in Los Angeles. Wow. Wow, that's awful. Oh, it is awful. And imagine having to dredge that up for your family. Uh, you know, how much your kids are going to hear about it. And, uh, you know, your husband's probably not excited about hearing it. You're probably not tell, excited about her telling the story. Um, just, you know, you need moving. Ugh. The whole thing is awful, but you got to get that monster behind bars forever. What a, an awful human being that existed in Los Angeles for so long with so many people aware of what he was doing.
3: Yeah, he's a, he's a reptile. He's a pure, cold-blooded reptile predator. Uh, they walk among us. But you would hope
4: that when the us figures out there's a reptile in our midst that we wouldn't let him continue because I might get a cool movie part.
3: Well, yeah, and he controls the industry I want to succeed in. So it's uh, less trouble to just keep my mouth shut and keep moving along. Just, you know, the, the people in my life, I'll advise the women to steer clear of him. But yeah, that's, you know, the, the great moral lecturers of Hollywood sure let evil go for a long time because it was power. They worship power. Their God is power and money. And if their God is a rapist, they forgive their God.
4: How do you feel about, uh, we've got some clips of Joe Biden from Jake Tapper's interview last night. He said there and has said other places the last couple of days that Saudi Arabia is going to have consequences for siding with the Russians. Okay. So how do we feel about that?
3: Our uh, ally, in finger quotes, the Saudis. Yeah, I didn't see the whole interview. I heard that clip, and it seemed reasonable enough to me that it's time to reassess our relationship with the Saudis. Um, I was a little disappointed with uh, the... I read some accounts of the interview. I guess Jake Tapper really didn't follow up much. He didn't ask the hard questions. The trouble with
4: reassessing a relationship or having a relationship, I've learned this recently myself, the other side gets to say themselves. So uh, you can have all kinds of plans of what you want the relationship to be like, but if the other side decides differently, it's going to go differently. And it would seem the Saudis have reassessed their relationship with us. Yes. Sometimes it works that way. MBS is not playing. No, he is not. Speaking of evil
3: uh, that walks among us.
4: Did you read the National Review piece that came out over the weekend about uh, how Biden has made a mistake going down the road with this whole Khashoggi thing? you read that? Uh, really no, I really missed good. that. It was an in-depth. It's something I've been aware of for a while and talked about from the beginning, but like nobody, nobody else was really talking about it anywhere. It was an in-depth. Review of this Khashoggi dude's life, and he was an Islamist, a hardcore Islamist, always was, and with the Muslim Brotherhood and all these things, and so there was a there was a split between the Islamist this or that, and he was killed by MBS, but he wasn't some, there are all kinds of people like him around the world, and, they're, and they want terrible things that are anti-American, like his yeah. whole life. And and why our president, while he was running for president, was making all these loud noises about punishing Saudi Arabia for killing this guy when they kill people like him all the time. And that is what's caused a lot
3: of this fissure that's leading to them cutting us off our our oil and everything else. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that rings absolutely true to me. There are all sorts of dissidents in all sorts of places. And this one happened to be known to the Washington media elite. And to some extent, because he, he wrote occasionally for the Washington Post, uh, the Washington political elite. So he mattered. And and he was one of them, I guess, honorary. Uh, so, yeah, they went crazy over it. When he got bone sawed. Mm. Anyway, gas is not that it wasn't repugnant, but it's not worth changing the course of American foreign policy for the next 50 years. Exactly. Anyway, enjoy higher prices at the gas pump. Let's uh, start the show officially.
4: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, October 12th, the year 2022.
3: We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, let's do it. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at mark.
5: We could not have them sitting amidst this family meeting. Because they have soiled their seats. Their seats are poisonous. The seat of Nuri is poisonous. Who soiled their seat?
3: (laughs) Not me. (laughs) So what was that? (laughs) That was an outraged uh, person at the L.A. City Council meeting last night, which uh, was more or less a meltdown of shouting and chanting and and demonstrating and the rest of it over the alleged racist tape that was uh, aired recently between several council members and a labor leader, blah, blah, blah. So we've got the
4: latest on that ongoing story, which is getting lots of national attention. And I saw the president of the United States came out yesterday and said that the L.A. city council members involved need to resign. Right. Is that uh, that what the president of the United States is supposed to do? Uh, Tell various city council members on the other side of the country whether or not they need to resign? What the hell is that?
3: Well, there's a whole lot of what the hell is that there? The uh, the phoniness is getting layered upon the phoniness here. It, there's plenty of phony to deconstruct, and we will in a way you're not going to get anywhere else.
4: One more thing I want to bring up. I want Steve Jobs to get on this Well, he's dead. Uh. Uh, Apple, somebody, somebody smart. Maybe a nanny cam would work, but there needs to be some sort of technology. The parents have wanted forever, but it seems like we're at a place now where we should have it. All parents should have this tool at their disposal. Some sort of... Like the the cameras I got around my Tesla that that turn turn on if anybody walks near my car and record it. I need some sort of thing in my house that switches on when the kids get in a fight. So that when I come in and one of them has a story and the other one has a story and the stories don't match up... At all, I want to be able to go to the tape and say, okay, let's watch
3: and see what actually happened here. Right. That's the theme of those commercials. <laughs> whose, whose commercials is those? Let's go to the uh, replay, you know, real life disagreements. And they go under the hood and everything. and <laughs> one of the spouses comes out saying, oh, wow. OK,
4: <laughs> but with the kids, it's just they get into a fight. And like I've been I was out of the room for like five minutes cleaning up the table after our delicious hamburgers and macaroni dinner. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm cleaning up the table. And then it's just it's it's uh, it's World War Three. Like uh, oh. Russia and Ukraine in there, and man, um, he was out of control. And, and then the, the stories, though, about what how it started—they're not even. Cl- there's no overlap of any kind.
3: <laughs> you two were in the same fight. How can you? Charlie, <laughs> what room was it in? Let's just start there. Let's see if we can establish some common ground. Were you the two
4: involved? Let's start there. <laughs> I just, I would love to have had a video or something that had switched on at the first sign of trouble, and I could go watch the video and say, okay, here's where you went wrong, here's where you went wrong. Why didn't one of you come get me? You know, that sort of thing. Got to go under the hood.
3: <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, how does a mailbag look? Uh, it's good. It's, it's quite nice. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. Great freedom-loving quote of the day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, cool. That's yeah. all on the way. Our text line is
4: 415-295-KFTC
1: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
4: Show. So I walk out into the newsroom. Alex says to me, what was your kid's fight over? I said it was Minecraft related. And he said, what would you say, Alex? I said, I can solve the issue without any other context. I know exactly what happened. (laughs) So we'll get to that later. He knows immediately what the fight was about, just over the fact that it was Minecraft, and he has done that and has brothers
3: and everything. So We'll get that figured out later. (laughs) Wow, a Minecraft counselor. I love it. (laughs) Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. And some musings by me, your humble host, Joe Getty. It's a note from Matt, the Idaho farmhand, who wrote on a few different topics, uh, all of which I enjoyed. And thank you, Matt, for the note. Um, and uh, Matt reminds me of something I've always liked slash hated. Uh, I I I don't like it when people are uh, like appraised or defined entirely by what they do for a living. And those elite types who look down on. People who are not fellow elite types. I've found as much character and role model among carpenters and truck drivers as I have from professors and and the powerful as much. All right. Yeah. Yeah. At least as much. I should. Maybe it's
4: because of where I grew up. I I come from it from the other direction. I have to be you have to prove to me that the elite have character because I don't come from it from that
3: direction. Yeah, if I uh, if I were to list the people that I would trust with my wife, my children and my entire fortune uh, in order, I think the the top echelon would be heavy with people who bust their butts for a living and don't, you know, deliver lectures from on high like I'm doing right now. <laughs> As one of the Never elite. never trust a talk show host. That's my point. Anyway, your freedom-loving quote of the day is indeed from Carroll. I've never been good at pronouncing his last name, uh, better known as Pope John Paul II. Uh, Watilla? Anyway, this is it's a little long, but hang in there, and I want you to think of the woke crowd. Freedom negates and destroys itself, becomes a factor leading to the destruction of others when it no longer recognizes and respects its essential link with the truth. When freedom out of a desire to emancipate itself from all forms of tradition and authority shuts out even the most obvious evidence of an objective and universal truth, the foundation of personal and social life, then the person ends up by no longer taking as the sole and indisputable point of reference for his own choices the truth about good and evil, but only his subjective and changeable opinion or indeed his selfish interest and whim. That may sound a little familiar to you, the idea of there is no truth. That's the white man's truth. There's my truth. The only thing that matters is how I feel. My truth. They're doing precisely what this great Polish philosopher warned us against. And I would guess he said this, what, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I can't remember how long he's been passed. But, yeah, a rejection of the idea that there's a universal truth is evil, EVIL. Evil. Mailbag. Woohoo! You can email us, mailbag at armstrongegandy.com. Kelly in Nevada writes Guys, I had to assemble a table the other day doing a surprise room makeover for my son who is currently in boot camp for the Marines. Well, I hope he's not listening because uh, the surprise is ruined. Anyway, uh, as I put the table together, I thought of our beloved newsman, Marshall Phillips, and his incomplete coffee table. I started to long for the simpler days. Marshall, For new listeners of the show, Marshall did the news on our show for a a very long time, and he's an absolutely fabulous guy. Anyway, I started to long for the simpler times when there was time for coffee studies and learning about the prevalence of fecal matter in our daily lives. The world is weighing heavy these days. Thank you for providing some levity during these spicy times. Thank you for the note, Kelly.
4: Marshall, who uh, was a fabulous guy, but not good with tools apparently. And I, I was around somebody the other day, uh, it's, it's a similar situation, and big finish of the music. Hey. Speaking of how you grew up, I just I, I grew up like doing stuff like that. So it's 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 always surprising to me that there are people that don't know how to like use a screwdriver. It's always shocking to me. I I, mm-hmm. I it's so common to me. I, I feel like you're born with that knowledge, but you're not born with that knowledge. You uh, develop develop it over time, but I. It's always shocking to me when I run into somebody who, like, looks at a screwdriver and wonders,
3: what is this for? And they have to assemble this furniture. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, well, it's they're going to be up against it, no doubt. Uh, second reference to the Marine Corps in a row from uh, Matt in beautiful Macomb, Illinois. Uh, the Fetterman Lifestyle. John Fetterman, the couch-surfing, trustafarian do-nothing who's running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. I lived the Fetterman Lifestyle from January to July of 2004, freshly out of the Marine Corps, just back from Iraq. Uh, we won when I was there, by the way, but I hear that war continued. Anyway, California gave people one year of unemployment after leaving the military. So me and three of my friends from a platoon rented a house in Temecula, California. The money we got didn't go far. We called it the Endless Summer. Uh, said wow. Endless Summer ended be- far before the summer did as we all got smacked in the face harder by reality than the Iraqi Army ever hit us. Everybody got jobs or moved. But apparently, you know, you don't have to do that these days.
4: Mm. Fetterman uh, did an interview last night, kind of struggled. I think the stroke is going to help him. If he gets elected, I think it's going to be because of the stroke, not in spite of the stroke. Because hmm. I think it, it making him more of a
3: sympathetic figure. Because his real life is not very sympathetic at all. Well, yeah, I would not go after his uh, you know, health problems in any way. I'd go after his past. We'll catch up
4: on a lot of different news stories. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on Demand.
6: Armstrong and
2: The Armstrong
3: and Getty Show. Three Los Angeles City Council members, all Latino Democrats, led by Councilwoman
0: Nuri Martinez. I see
5: a lot of little short dark people. There. Hateful comments
0: fired in all directions, and no one pushed back. Her She's critics,
3: Nuri's jury, include Bonin, a furious father. First, you must resign,
0: and then ask for forgiveness.
3: Martinez was
0: a no-show today, taking what she called a leave of absence.
3: So a great deal of analysis to come, but first we thought you might want to hear how the meeting began yesterday.
0: Michael. Could, could I please ask for the opportunity for this meeting to begin so that we can speak and that you can speak to the issue that has brought you all here?
4: So this is the L.A. City Council trying to clean up the mess of that audio coming out.
3: Yeah, indeed. If you weren't listening yesterday, or you missed the story, long uh, and short of it was a handful of uh, Latino City Council people and a Latino labor leader making all sorts of disparaging comments about the you know various folks and colors of folks and uh, talking in uh, you know. Uh, hard-fisted style of who ought to get what uh, areas in what districts and redistricting, that sort of thing. And uh, to me, and there's some more good, good clips to play, um, to me, there's a couple layers of dishonesty going on here. And, and well, I guess, yeah, the clip's a little them. But the original dishonesty is so much of ethnic politics dresses itself up in the garb of... You know, we're looking out for our people and our rights, and it's just—it's just a naked grab for power. It all—it uh, has been since the Irish vote in New York in the 1800s. You know, it's just—it's—it's it's the whole—you uh, know, uh, touting yourself as a brave defender of the uh, interests of your people. I mean, it's just—it's political stuff. It's—it's it's just grabbing power as usual. And then some of the outrage, and, and by the way, some of the things that they said were pretty awful. And, you know, it's the sort of things, if it hits the light of day, a year later, which is an interesting thing. Who had this tape, and oh, why is it coming out now? I missed that. That was a year
4: ago? Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. <clears throat> I missed Last that fall. completely.
3: I assumed that was all
4: recent.
6: Uh, wow. No, so.
4: Yeah. Who who had that for that long and then decided at some point that it needed to come out that's interesting and and as i've been saying for a couple of days it sounded like they're pretty comfortable talking that way I, oh, yeah. you know i don't think that was a one off
3: no no indeed uh, and some of the stuff was unquestionably really prejudiced against uh, uh, particularly um indigenous type people in mexico that was like the harshest language that was used but anyway the other layer of hypocrisy i'm trying to get to is now so much of the outrage is feigned outrage it's like the feigned honorable defender of my people thing it's just politics just grabbing power so the acting like you've been wounded to your very core by the things some of the things they've said some of it's completely phony too but you know they they uh, they lived by the sword they died by the sword I guess. Joe Biden himself said uh oh, about I had a gift care all three council members should resign and the labor leader guy too.
4: I don't think presidents need to get involved in city council disputes.
6: F-, <laughs> f*** This whole meeting right here because it's illegitimate. The people are shutting this sh- down afterwards. This whole thing is racist. The fact that they had the audacity to sit here in front of the people that they mocked, that they minimized, that they demonized, that they marginalized is unacceptable.
0: Yeah.
3: Is that 23's, I think, her, her role continuing, isn't it? Yeah, go ahead.
6: The fact that you are trying to continue with business as usual is unacceptable 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 we are the people and we are the voices who matter in this room right now not yours i yield the rest of my time but this
3: (laughs) (laughs) one one more f-bomb for the
4: road (laughs) i I yield the rest of my time but f this (laughs) always time for one more (laughs) f-bomb you know (laughs) the the problem is Okay, so if national or local pressure grows enough that everybody involved has to resign, have you fixed anything? Have you fixed a culture of apparently people being really comfortable being super tribal about their politics? I doubt it.
6: I yield the rest no. of my time but this. Yeah, I heard that, <laughs> sister.
3: Huh?
4: How many times have I thought that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Walking out of virtually every meeting I've ever been in. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I'll follow up with you tomorrow. But f this. <laughs> All right, moving on with the drama. Uh, oh, that reminds me. You know, uh, I had a conversation last night with a human who will remain nameless. Um, this human has a relationship with uh, a, a an ethnic community. She has found herself there. I gave away the sex. And you it down by half. I know, half of humanity is off the hook. Fellas, you're good. Uh, uh Has has found herself with relationships with an ethnic community she had not grown up with. Uh, and it has become ultra, uh, ultra clear that there is wild, flaming, multifaceted prejudice all over the place in this particular ethnic community. I mean... Putting the bigoted white person to shame, like you would have to work all day at it to get as good at being prejudiced as these other folks are. Now, part of what's being exposed here is the absolute idiotic notion that the Black Lives Matter crowd and the critical theory crowd and the woke crowd that they're constantly pushing, only white people are mean. It's just, it's so idiotic. It's hard to believe anybody would ever believe it. Uh, but their point of view is, well, white people have the power, so that's the only time it matters. those, well, uh, those... does it matter here? Those people run the, the, one of the great cities on the face of the earth. You're telling me they don't have power? Right. It
4: reminds me of, um, uh, if you're old enough, you remember Archie Bunker from a TV show back in the 70s. But he was a character um who regularly talked like this is a white guy talking about the the Puerto Ricans or the Mexicans or the negroes or whatever in the language of the day mm-hmm. and um and now it seems like uh, you know so, so wrong so old timey so i can't believe we ever talked that way well apparently in at least among the powerful in the hispanic community in los angeles they talk like archie bunker all the time breaking down people by, by their, their racial background and using not particularly nice terms to describe them. It's just the way they talk, the way Archie Bunker did back in the 70s.
3: Sure, be a fly on the wall in Chinatown when they're discussing their black neighbors, for instance. You would hear things that would shock you. But anyway, moving along, uh councilman Mike Bonin is uh one of the fellows who was involved in the well he was one of the targets of the uh the dirty talk behind the scenes. He's a, a white fella, he's a, a gay gent. I'm not sure his husband comes up, but just, you know, I was going to point that out and he and his husband have adopted a black son uh who uh the uh the uh, trio or the quadrant uh, what is it the the uh, quartet of shame was discussing the son leaping about on a parade float and compared him to a monkey. Here's Councilman Mike Bonin in 24.
0: I'm a dad who loves his son in ways that words cannot capture. And I take a lot of hits. and, And hell, I know I practically invite a bunch of them. But my son? Man, that makes my soul bleed. And it makes my temper burn. And I know I'm not alone.
3: Bleeding souls, burning tempers, no way to go through life. That's a rough day. Uh, So there he is, tearfully explaining how hurtful it is. Look, as I said yesterday, I refer to all three of my children as monkeys. All of my friends refer to their children as monkeys. Children are peripatetic of movement and highly energetic, have high-pitched voices, and like to play and wrestle. Just like monkeys, okay? Okay. This surfaces about once a decade, somebody referring to a black child in some way as being like a monkey and people feign horrible outrage, or maybe it's sincere outrage. I'm here to tell you, I don't consider myself a spokesman for white people, but at this moment, I'm going to act as one. Everyone else on earth, white people constantly refer to their own children as monkeys because they're like monkeys. It ain't racial. Anyway, so whether his outrage is real or not, I don't know. I don't know. sounded so... pretty real. Yeah, it did. It did. And and if he was indeed, I mean, it's oh, la. Right.
4: He's probably an aspiring actor like everyone else. But
3: it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. He's just working on the city council till he gets his first acting gig. Till he gets his uh, union card. Uh, now I I am reminded that the uh, Nori Martinez uh, woman. Who's taking a leave of absence. And Uh, saying
4: this is the most difficult time of my life. People finding out who you actually are is the most difficult time of your life. That's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. If the most difficult period of your life is when people (laughs)
3: figure out who you really are. Mm. Yeah, that says something, darling. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, Now, I am reminded that she said somebody ought to take that kid around the corner and whoop the hell out of him, essentially. He's two years old. Or he was two years yeah, old at I, the time. That's that pretty rough talk, right there. Yeah. Good lord, that's out of bounds. So I don't know uh, if that was
4: racial. Was that racial or just? Uh, no, I don't. Different view of parenting.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It was just uh, odd. A mean person saying mean things. Uh, here's a pastor who showed up uh, to to lecture everybody involved. Clip twenty-five.
5: Peace and blessings, everyone. Scientific research has told us that the oldest bones found were that of a black woman. This information is for Nuri, Ron, Gil, and Kevin, and anybody else talking in that Jim Crow antebellum south back room. You will not shame blackness. You will not shame our royal children. We, like in the woman king, will come for you. We are coming for you today. Are we coming for him? Yeah. I said, are we coming for him? Yeah. We could not have them sitting amidst this family meeting because they have soiled their seats. You. Their seats are poisonous. The seat of Nuri is poisonous.
4: Once you soil your seat, it is poisonous.
3: Yeah, probably ought to get out one of those Clorox wipes or something for those seats
4: the antebellum south that is los angeles as brought to you by first generation mexicans uh
3: it's uh, mexican americans Well, oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but people of more, mexican it's, heritage it's certainly less more recently jim crow
3: than, than it is jimenez crow <laughs> yeah
4: just i don't know i don't know if I, I i'm just saying i don't think any of the old south attitudes
3: played a role in this whatsoever Yeah, and I'm not sure how the oldest bones factor in either, honestly. Uh, But the woman king is coming. I think that's what she said. Mm. Okay. Rock on. And finally, protesters in the chamber uh, hallway prior to the meeting, clip
6: 27.
3: They are chanting Fuera or
4: Out. Well, that was all really good. This is going to still give me my highlight from the thing.
6: I yield the rest of my time but <laughs> this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, so the the mingling of 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 real and fake ethnic <laughs> politics, real and fake outrage, very real trying to grab more power in redistricting and pretending it's all about civil rights and the rest of it. Oh, and th- I knew there was one more thing I wanted to point out. For folks not familiar with California politics, the people being discussed are some of the most powerful people in the state of California over the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kevin DeLeon, president yeah. pro tem of the Senate. Right. Gil Cedillo, longtime power broker in California. Uh, what's his face? The labor leader. I mean, these are, these not- are super heavyweights. Yeah, these are not
4: minor characters. These are some of the most powerful people in the fifth biggest economy on Earth.
3: Yeah, one step below the governor, I would say, especially over the last uh, 10, 20 years, because you can get a character like Gil and or Kevin DeLeon. They're like Willie Brown, who was the the power behind the throne for decades. And so, again, uh, to characterize them as merely L.A. City Council members, which is powerful enough, uh, really doesn't tell the whole story. That's something. Thick, thick hypocrisy. Thanks
4: for inviting me over to dinner. It's been a long night, but uh, F this.
6: I yield the rest of my (laughs) time, but...
4: <laughs> I hear you, sister. I heard ya. More on the way, stay here.
6: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: White House officials are reportedly planning to downplay President Biden's upcoming 80th birthday. Well, good luck with that, because everything about Biden screams birthday week. <laughs> Monday, I'm going bowling with my college buds. Tuesday, shots. Wednesday's Dave and Buster's. Then we're all flying to Ibiza. <laughs> President Biden's granddaughter, Naomi, is set to get married next month at the White House. Though, if you're trying to make people forget how old you are, maybe don't advertise that your granddaughter is getting married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. What's Ibiza? Uh,
3: that's, a, that's a region of Spain. OK, something rich people know or about. a beach or something. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, that was uh, I, I, I was hardly tracking with you there, sir.
4: I I know people who've done that do birthday week, though, usually women that it's uh, mm-hmm. birthday week. Um, uh, This is interesting around Joe Biden's birthday. I know that he's turning 80 soon because my mom is turning 80 soon and their birthdays are like a week apart. So that's how I keep track of Joe Biden's age. It's the same as my mom's almost exactly. Jonathan Lemire of Politico tweeting out, the topic of Biden's birthday has been met with trepidation in the West Wing. Senior aides have called around to allies to seek advice on how to best handle the date that will surely draw significant attention from reporters and Republicans alike and late-night hosts and, you know, all kinds of Saturday Night Live and everyone else. I mean, you really don't want to call attention to the fact that you're turning 80 when that is one of the biggest knocks on you for running for re-election. Well, I got uh, bad voice for him. Yeah, I got it's bad like showing different. up
3: to work with a cast on your arm. Everybody's going to ask about it. All right, just accept it.
4: Yeah, hoping nobody mentions your face tattoo. Right.
3: <laughs> for instance, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be the topic for a while. He's old as hell and doddering. so yes, it will come up. pull that bad at care. So I walked.
4: I walked out. I walked out of the room last night. I'm cleaning off the uh, kitchen table. It was like. Five to ten minutes max, my kids got into a, one of the biggest fights they've ever gotten into. And, uh, and, um, and I have no idea what happened because you probably know this if you're a parent. Their stories are completely different as to what happened or who started what or whatever. But anyway, um, Alex said to me, what was the fight about? I said it was about Minecraft. He said, I know exactly what happened. So, Alex, what happened? So, for those that are unaware, Minecraft is a game where you can build, and one of the things that you can build is homesteads, homes, mines in there, beds, and they can get pretty grandiose. I know they're doing that, yeah. And you said yesterday on the show that they're now able to play on the same server together. Correct. Someone messed with another man's homestead. Someone went there either took some tools, was messing around in someone's mine, maybe have blown up a certain part of their homestead, and that... That's Are right there words.
3: wives in uh <laughs>
4: <laughs> there, in <Minecraft. laughs> there was screaming of give it back, give it back at some point. Uh, so that would, I
3: rest okay. my case. So that would fit in you there. You know again. what happened? Colonialism. <laughs> you know? One of your sons tried to take some of your other sons' sacred land. I'll bet it what it
4: was. I'll bet Columbus Day made one of them think you know what I can do. <gasps> I mean, he's right. a hero with their statues. They have a federal holiday for the guy. I'm just gonna come take your stuff. Because that's what
3: that's what people do. I just discovered this pen full of weirdly square pigs. <laughs> <laughs> or exactly. I claimed
4: them in the name of the queen. Diamond something or others. Oh, so, yeah. So I think that is, think that is roughly what happened, Alex. And I don't know what you do about that. but Well, the, uh, avoid a revolutionary war in that realm. Well, I, avoid uh, taxation without representation. Well, I tell, you, I, t- I, tell you, I tell you how I handled it. Their switches are now locked in a cabinet. So that's, that's wow. how that's going.
3: Well, Minecraft has defunded the police. There was no authority they could go to to settle their... Th- so you get vigilantism. <laughs> right.
4: Um, Latest on Russia, it ain't getting better. Third day of missile strikes from Russia. Zelensky talking tougher, Putin talking tougher. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand.
2: Armstrong and Getty.